Good afternoon and welcome to the 330 Sports Show. I am Justin Coffin. Coffin, get my own name right. Across from me is Joe Danier. Danji. <laughs> Danji, uh, some may say. Uh, but uh, this is the 330 Sports Show. We are down at Youngstown Studio. Um, I'd like to thank the Penguin Collective for and uh, Youngstown Clothing Company for my uh, shirt here. Very nice. Uh, leave, leave no doubt. I think that's one of... Uh, Coach Phillips' slogan for the year uh, for YSU football. They got a big game coming up this weekend. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit. We'll talk Browns. We'll talk Buckeyes. We'll talk Penguins. We'll talk some trouble in Ann Arbor with the Michigan Wolverines and Jimmy Harbaugh. We'll talk a uh, little bit of Cleveland Cavaliers. We'll talk a little bit of Major League Baseball. We'll talk a whole lot of shit. So uh, with that said... You want to do sponsors now? Let's do it. All right, let's go to a word from our sponsors, and we will be right back. Halloween is scary, but not as scary as no heat in the winter. Call Mighty Mike today, not tomorrow, for fall maintenance service, 330-207-7070, or visit MightyMikeHVAC.com. This program proudly supported and brought to you by Eric Cromer, Cross Country Mortgage, a wiser way to mortgage. This program proudly supported and brought to you by the Youngstown Drip IV Bar, helping the Mahoning Valley reach its wellness goal. This program proudly supported and brought to you by Youngstown Computer, the Valley's IT company. All right, we are back. So, um, Joe? Yes, sir. I, I mean, I got a lot on the... I got a lot on the docket, but what do you want to talk about? Well, you brought up that Jim Harbaugh stealing signs mm -hmm. over there. And it, it these kind of things always get a lot of media attention, but I, I don't necessarily think it's that big of a deal. What what's the, what do you think? So I don't know the full gist of it, but um, there was a, a low-level staffer, a low-level staffer that really kind of climbed his way up. Stallions, I think, is his name. And uh, from everything I understand, so I think stealing signs is a, a normal thing to do, you know, and that's why you see, you know, on the sidelines, people will hold up like those tarps and stuff to block the signals. And eventually, you know, like um, you'll see a lot of times it's like the backup quarterbacks or whatever. One's wearing a red uh, shirt, one's wearing green, one's wearing yellow, whatever it might be. And they're all signaling different things. Two of them are not giving, they're just giving dummy signals. The one of the three are actually sending in the right play call, whatever it might be. And, you know, after a while, you can probably figure it out. You know, it might take a half, might take three quarters. You might figure it out. Um, but where I think the trouble comes in uh, for Michigan and where they should start being a little bit nervous is there was a staffer uh, paying well, they were probably funding it somehow, uh, paying to go to games, uh, sending people uh, tickets to go to games, which to me, I think, like as a former basketball coach, we would go and scout another team in, in person. You're not allowed to do that in the NCAA. I think it's because some teams like Ohio State, Michigan, uh, Notre Dame, whatever, have unlimited funds, whereas really smaller schools and Arkansas State or whoever might not have quite that budget to do it. So I think that's where it comes in. However, I, I still don't think that's a big of a deal. Where I think the trouble comes in is, one, a lot of these signs were being videotaped. 
and uploaded to servers with multiple Michigan coaches having access to that. And somehow an outside company got a hold of those, which tells me, I think the leak is coming from inside Michigan's program. I think there's a little bit of a rat, a little bit of someone that maybe it was like, I've had enough. I don't like Jim Harbaugh. I don't know. Whatever it might be. Maybe someone that was like spurned, maybe wanted a certain type of job, whatever. But I think this is a, it's kind of one of those. There's a lot of smoke. There's some fire there. And I think there's going to be some repercussions that are going to come down pretty heavy on the Michigan program. So whether that's this year in season, I'm going to say probably not, but I don't think Jim Harbaugh uh, is Michigan's coach next year. I don't think a lot of the staff, I I don't want to put a number on it or a name on it. I think a lot of the staff will not be back next year. Um, I think that will have some recruiting implications. I think it will have some transfer portal implications. Um, And the latest I've heard is, will it have an impact on their bowl or playoff implications this year? So will the Big Ten come down on them? Will the NCAA come down on them? I don't know. And you and I don't have all the details. You know, people reading message boards and Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff out there don't have all the information. They're just giving their opinion. Um, but I think this is um, this is a big deal. This is a big deal. So um, let me give one more point on that. Here's why I think it's a big deal. Now, Ohio State got in a bunch of trouble for something way less. Jim Trestle was fired. Um, multiple players were suspended and actually went to the NFL because of this. Um, those were trading their own personal um, items for tattoos. That in no way had an effect on the football field. This is a competitive thing where, you know, they're doing this not just against Ohio State and Georgia and whatever schools. They're doing this against Bowling Green and these smaller schools they're playing too, where it could affect, um, it could affect the on-field gameplay because yeah the difference between bowling green and michigan is a lot you know there's a big difference there but um the big difference comes in those competitive matchup games the game against penn state that game was 17 16 at the half last year michigan blew them out of the water in the second half ohio state michigan ohio state had the lead going into halftime michigan blew them out in the second half two years in a row and a little bit of that's on the buckeyes but if they know what the play call is, <laughs> there, there's something to be said about that. So just my opinion, um, I think the hammer is going to come down on the Wolverines. So what? Are, any more thoughts on that? You're a computer guy. Yeah. You know technology. So people getting servers and access to servers and drives, like, is that an easy thing? Or is that something Not you got to really. know you, what you're, you're doing? You're talking that they were hacked? Like they got into... I believe so. Really? Yeah. So... Yeah. Well, it, the thing is, like any any competitive sport that I've ever been around, mm-hmm. that there's money involved, you get an advantage any way you can, mm-hmm. and if you can get away with it, like you get into the gray areas because you get a percentage of a percentage no of doubt. a better deal. It's been true in auto racing and football and baseball. Mm-hmm. They all they all dabble there, so yeah, I wouldn't be surprised right. if every team is like, eh, we do a little bit of that too. Sure, yeah. 
Now, now that you kind of know it, now these when they're calling the plays in, you know, my third third base coach would be like, hey, the indicator today is my ear, mm-hmm. right? Right, you yeah. Find a way to make it so that if they're looking at you, you change it from game to game like some sort of a encryption. Now, another thing, too, and you mentioned money uh, that gets brought into this, Las Vegas. Yes. So Michigan before this was kind of, they were a good program, but they were not to the level of the last 34 games. They are 31 and three. 31 and three is, they are, you know, it's Ohio State, it's um, Georgia. Well, it's Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan. Yeah. One, two, three, best programs over the last three years. And I mean, Michigan is not only um, winning, they're covering the spread a lot, which if Vegas... <laughs> gets involved with this and find like, you know, that's a lot of money could be changing hands because of something. So I don't want to, um, I don't want to like, you know, talk out of turn and like say things that might not be, or no, might be I'm true. the conspiracy theory. Let's put it, no, put but, it on me. Let's, but, let's I, do but I think like, I mean, I think it's go- all, wwe it's all theater it's all <laughs> controlled i think that the outcomes there's some play in the middle where they don't know what's going to happen but somebody owns the outcomes no doubt i disagree with that 100 <laughs> percent. i 100 disagree now um can some people come in and manipulate situations yeah, oh referees. hell yeah and that's what's happening here yeah. i think and whether it's a low-level staffer he was in the ear of the defensive coordinator and offensive coordinator. And I've heard, you know, people say like, if this is a low level guy that, you know, does some things, he shouldn't be bothering the coordinators during the game. This is a guy that knew what was going on. Um, There's receipts in the sense of it shows which tickets uh, he purchased behind both teams benches. And ironically, after this came out, the tickets that he purchased for Ohio State, Penn State, one behind or two behind the Penn State bench, two behind the Ohio State bench, two future opponents of Michigan went unused this week. wonder why. I don't know. You know, it's almost like the they got in up. trouble and they found out. So it will be interesting to see Michigan's product on the field. They are, you could argue, the number one team in the country this year by, based on the way they played. They have not played a tough schedule by any means. But they've they've outperformed, you know, their the what's on the field in front of them. You know, every other industry, when it comes to adding technology to make things more trustworthy and accurate, the only industry that doesn't do that is freaking sports. Yeah, it's the only one. Yeah. And so when you're thinking like, okay, well, are there's people reading signs? Put some little things in your helmets that Mm -hmm. tell you the plays and nobody gets to do signs anymore. That's they could solve that in one second. That's part of it. Um, I think that's probably a financial issue, but this is, this is like, no, I got, I got them in the back. I I got like (laughs) 10 of them. They're not expensive. No, no. Okay. Put the little thing in there. So it's like a radio. Yeah. A little, little earbud that goes in there in the helmet and you can hear the coach. I'm personally not, not opposed to that, but they won't you know. do it because it's easier to control the game this way. Maybe. Boom. Maybe. Yeah. So. And tell those refs, hey, you know what? Uh, he didn't get this uh, first down, did he? Huh? But so, here's 20 bucks. With that, the Houston Astros <laughs> were just eliminated from the playoffs. We remember that whole cheating scandal. Oh, yeah. I, I think this is a bigger cheating scandal. I will say that because I think the multitude of people involved with this, um, the multitude of different teams, um, you look up uh, a Greg Schiano interview, the head coach of Rutgers, our, our, our friends at Rutgers, um, 
were he knew something was going on during the game and he even said it in the halftime he's like there's something going on in this game that's not right that um the nebraska head coach has said something uh about it and i believe several others so the big 10 schools aren't a big fan of michigan and um it's going to be very interesting how this plays out i think the nca is not quick to act but uh the big 10 might be so what will happen and not to mention Jim Harbaugh was already suspended three games this year. So they slap a no show clause on him, which is basically like, you're not allowed to coach. Uh, he's going to the NFL, Heck you know, yeah. and he's like, I'm done with, you know, the NCAA badgering me, whether it's right or wrong, or he had a hand in it. He didn't. But so there's one, there's, there's two things with this one. He either knew what was going on and helped it out and took that information which you know a lot of people probably would would you i mean as a coach getting some you know knowing what the play calls are there there's there's if i think if it was done in the right way like if if like you know i i've never coached football so i don't know the football stuff but basketball like you know your bench is down here. The other team's bench is here. But if you hear something, the other coach is calling out, or if you do some advanced scouting on them and you know the play call, yeah, you're going to communicate that to your team because you want to give your chance, your yourself the best chance to win. Um, but if that's obtained by sending someone to go video their practice, their, their, their gameplay on the sidelines and then upload that and you're, you know, you have a bunch of staffers that are making you know, forty, fifty thousand dollars a year, not a ton of money by college football coaching standard, um, that can go decipher that, then get that to their coordinators. I think there's a little bit of malfeasance there or whatever you want to say. What do you want to bet though that after this happens and a bunch of teams stop doing that gray area that the whole game all the games change because somebody loses their advantage all it, it very well could. Yep. And Michigan, I don't don't get me wrong, they are a very talented team. They probably have the best quarterback in the Big Ten right now. They got a really good running ba- game, good offense, uh, good offensive line, good defense. But uh, if it's an evenly matched game and they don't have that advantage of knowing what's coming, you know, Penn State could knock them off. Ohio State could knock them off. And we'll see what happens because I feel like for Michigan, they should treat this kind of like that Michael Jordan last year of like, Hey, we're going all in. We're going to try to win it. This is our last dance and, and we'll see what happens. And next year it might blow up, but maybe they get to the playoffs. Maybe they win the national championship. I don't know what it is, but uh, it would be fun to knock them off in the meantime. So, uh, so we and will this, see. Th- this opinion was hard for me because I hate Harbaugh and yeah. to kind of take his side on it was a lot for me. I, I've seen, um, a lot of people on both sides of the coin. And I think it's one of those things that's like, we're hearing secondhand, but we don't actually have what footage is there, what the information is there. So once all that information is like shared with the public as a whole, um, it could be messy. So, so when, when you scout the other team, what's an acceptable presence to be there? Like, let's just say you're not going there to steal. What if you just want to watch their offense? Are you looking at, tape are you what are you looking at tv coverage are you going in person like what's allowable well if they okay so a lot of times when we you know i'm saying this as a former coach we would use this system called huddle h-u-d-l football uses it basketball uses it um and teams you play you share your 
your game with maybe a team that they're playing and maybe they share um, a game of theirs that of a future opponent of yours. So it's kind of just like sharing information with, uh, with that. So any advantage you can get, you take. But high school basketball, uh, you know, a lot of people are teachers and a lot of people are like in the buildings. You don't have those hours and hours and hours and hours or staffers to break down every minute detail. So you're trying to get in there, watch the tape, get the players the best information they can. Whereas in this situation, if they're literally videoing signs, signals, hand signals, motions, whatever it might be, they have people on staff that have hours and hours and hours. It's their full-time job to go break that down. Mm -hmm. And I think to me, that's where the, maybe it's not kosher, you know, kind not of thing. illegal, but frowned upon, or is it? Oh, I think straight, it's illegal. It is yeah. illegal. Yeah. So yeah. You what, should what, not be videoing the, the sidelines, vi videoing the defense and doing your research on. Well, the they have all, they, they have all 22 for that, which all 22, if anyone knows, usually it's, behind uh it's like kind of gives you the quarterback's view of everything so you are look you know all 22 means you're 11 they're 11 and you get the whole field visual and that's kind of what a lot of teams have but that doesn't give you the sidelines mm. and like people you know okay. all right, that so makes sense. just just my information that i know but i think there's a lot of interesting things that i i'm very very curious how this will all play out because one, is it the worst thing in the world? Probably not. But two, if it gives you a competitive advantage that the other teams do not have uh, in an evenly matched game, or even like someone like Rutgers who might come in and be like, "We want to compete with this team," but you know, if they're if they're cheating and they're already better than you, it's like, yeah, no you know, no thanks. Yeah, so. That's so kind of where what do you we're think? at. I, and there has there, there, about every year there's a controversy of some kind. What what are your this is top, this like, is bigger. This is bigger than one of the just, this is bigger than just your run of the mill stuff. Yeah. Bigger than the targeting with the what was that the Saints? Oh, um different. It's apples okay. that's apples and oranges I think. Okay. Yeah. Right. That's because your <laughs> bounty gate I think they yeah. called that. Yeah. Yeah. I think because you're you're you don't have an advantage on the field you're just actually like <laughs> giving money to someone to go try to knock somebody out of the game which may give you an advantage so yes um that was pretty bad and they got they got i think they lost the first round pick i think they lost the second round pick i know um their defensive coordinator who became the browns head coach greg williams uh, i believe was fired or and you know they lost a ton of money for that so i don't know all right what about tom brady's balls uh, the deflate gate too. New England got big time in trouble for that. And, you know, they, they, they lost draft picks. They were fined, I believe like um, at least a million dollars. I'd have to look on that number, but that, that I, I don't know. And did, was that ever proved to be true? I don't know. Yeah. You know? So I don't, I don't know on that one. So, uh, but again, to me, and, but that would give you, I guess, a competitive advantage. They were saying, they were deflating the ball to make it easier to throw. Yeah. Was that it? Yep. So um, they, they found a ball that was under pressured and they swapped it. Tom Brady swapped it out before a play began. And that's when they got suspicious hmm. of it. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, that that's a pretty big deal. But again, they were punished for that. And there was implications of 
lost draft picks, coaches, players being fined. I think Tom Brady was suspended for like four games for that too. That's your best player. That's a maybe the greatest a Michigan man too, by mm. the way. Ooh, the connection. <laughs> so, you know, the dots are all starting to fall in place. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot going on with this. This makes it very, very interesting. So any other thoughts on that? No, that we, I overdid it. I'm no, sorry. no. I, I was going to get to that eventually. I'm glad we let off with that because that's a big deal. Yeah. It's a big, big deal. And I don't think people realize it. Uh, I think M Michigan fans are probably sweating right now because they're probably really nervous. You got Ohio State fans, Penn State fans, pretty much every Big Ten team. And anyone that doesn't like Michigan kind of like, Oh, this is kind of fun, you know, um, when it's not your team, it's fun. But the only uh, thing that really pissed me off is somebody dressed up urban in, in Michigan gear and posted <laughs> on Twitter. And I hated that. <laughs> but th this is going to be the classic. You're going to see it at every game day. Jim Harbaugh stole my sign yeah. or whatever, but it's going to, it's going to, it's going to be bad for them. Like, I don't know what the penalties are going to be, but it's going to be bad. So, so we'll see. So Speaking of uh, bad situations, you want to go to the Cleveland Browns? Oh, my goodness. So what the hell is going on with Deshaun Watson? What do you think? Give me just what, like, so they're saying day-to-day, -day, but he's not playing this week. He played five, you know, made five throws last week, but basically hasn't played in a month. So mm -hmm. wh wh what do you think is going on? I, I think he's really hurt, and I think they're underplaying it from the fallout that would they, they would get if – your $250 million quarterback decides that, you know, he's hurt for the season. I think they're just, they're just, uh, I don't know. They're just hiding a lot of information from us. So they've disclosed the MRI, which shows no structural damage. They are talking about micro tears, which, you know, sounds like a deep bruise. Like, you know, like when you get older too, you kind of go through those, you sleep the wrong way. You're like, Oh man, can't throw a football over those mountains like I used to if I was Uncle Rico from Napoleon mm -hmm. Dynamite, you know? But, uh, you know, like everyone has those aches and pains, but this is a your 27, 28-year-old starting star quarterback who makes millions and millions and millions of dollars. Um, you know, I've heard people throwing out things like, well, he's already been paid. He doesn't, he just doesn't want to play anymore. Like that's, come on, come on. He's played football his entire life at a very high level. He wants to play. You know, um, I've heard like, well, he's just like not tough enough. I don't believe that at all. The guy played on a torn ACL once. Um, I heard he once drove from Houston to Jacksonville because he couldn't fly because he had a collapsed lung. And so he drove from Houston to Jacksonville to play in that game, um, you know, so the air pressure wouldn't affect his lung. Wow. Um, so this guy has played through a lot. And whatever you think of Deshaun Watson off the field and indiscretions and stuff, you can't question his toughness. I think he's a very tough guy. Yeah. To me, I think it's a little bit mental. You think so? I think it's a little bit mental. Um, but the last game, if you take away the Colts game, the last game he played, he was great. He was great. He threw for like almost 300 yards. Um, they whooped the Titans uh, like 27 to three or 24 to three or something like that. So, okay, and, let's, let's yeah. just say he did feel better after that comeback this mm -hmm. last week. He gets up there. He's inaccurate as hell. You know, he's not yeah. looking good. He throws a pick. It makes sense to go back down on the turf and say, hold up. Maybe mm -hmm. I wasn't ready for this comeback. Yeah. That uh, I'm not going to lie. When he went down on Sunday, that was my immediate first thought is like, 
he's like, oh shit, I'm not ready. Yep. I'm not ready. And I think Stefanski saw that and he's like, he's not ready. Right. So, um, cause by all accounts, I think he, uh, practiced like two days last mm-hmm. week. I think he practiced Thursday and Friday. And so rust, not quite ready, mental sharpness, but you're also putting your team behind the eight ball because your backup quarterback then isn't getting those reps. Right. And PJ Walker's done a nice job, um, filling in, but you look at his numbers, they're not very good. Right. And the defense saved yeah, both the of those de- games. The defense and the defense gave up a lot of big plays too. But you know, you're right. They did save the game with their the forced four turnovers, a couple touchdowns in there. But uh yeah, so I don't know. So we are getting PJ Walker on uh Sunday against the Seahawks, who Seahawks are a pretty solid team. Pretty solid team. But I want to, to show you this these numbers. So the Browns offense. Now, you're without quarterback one. You're without running back one. This week, you're without running back two because mm-hmm. Jerome Ford is not playing. So you got Kareem Hunt. Who's who also dinged there. up. Yeah, who was dinged up, who also was not there at the beginning of the season. You got P.J. Walker, who was not with your team at the beginning of the year. Um, you're without um, Jack Conklin who Dewan Jones has done it very great oh, in his, uh, in his absence. Um, but you look at these numbers, 20th in yards a game, 25th in total yards. Now the Browns have played six games in seven weeks with a bye game, uh, bye week, 31st in passing yards per game, 31st in total yards. Their rushing is good though. Third in yards per game rushing and seventh in total rushing yards. So those are some of the numbers from the Browns, um, offense and defense, but, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know what to think. Um, sorry, I'm going to move my chair up a little bit here. Um, I don't know what to think of this team right now because, like you said, the defense has been great. Now, last week they looked outside of the turnovers. They looked average to bad last week in some phases. But this is a really good defense, and you don't want to waste it. So, P.J. Walker... Dorian Thompson Robinson, do you do you bring in a, a another guy? Do you bring in? Do you try to trade for Jacoby Brissett? Do you try to? Um, you're not going to get a guy like Kirk Cousins or somebody like yeah, that. I, but and neither one of uh, PJ or DTR, neither one of the, they're not they're about equal. PJ being better, you're not going to get anything more than that out of whoever you have right now. Okay, okay, All right, and that- I, you can't expect your defense to rescue three games in a row I, asking too much i i don't like the browns chances this week um but with that defense nothing's out of the question so but being a browns fan we've we've got luck on our side the last two weeks we didn't expect of, san francisco at all no no and and last week with the colts we thought we'd get the win but then the way the defense kind of struggled a little bit it was like are we going to win this but we you know Hopkins has been playing great. And you know, this we you had you had both the defensive player of the week and the special teams player of the week in the AFC. And it took everything both of them had just to win you that game yeah. because the offense, frankly, outside of uh the one touchdown run and maybe a couple plays here and there kind of struggled. So yeah, and, and what you're notice it was so missing is 
the ability to throw longer than 10 yards. Like yeah. you've got these weapons that are yep. downfield weapons and there's really not even attempts that are happening. Mm -hmm. A couple to Amari here and there, but really it's not part of the game plan. Right. At all. I agree. And then like Marquise Goodwin, who was one of our, you know, we were excited about him and he, he had a nice like reverse in the game and stuff, but he, we have not, you're right. We have not tried to stretch the field deep. Donovan Peoples Jones has kind of been, haven't seen much from him this year. Now, so. do you think DTR has that ability? What we saw in preseason that he has that arm. That I could? I think here's just here's just my opinion. I would have liked to see in the spur of a moment when the quarterback gets hurt. You know, if Deshaun has to come out um, right then and there, PJ Walker is the right guy. But I think knowing a week ahead of time, if Dorian Thompson Robinson had a full week to prepare. I might like him better this week. I think talent-wise, he has by far the higher ceiling. He's he's a bigger, athletic, faster guy, probably a little bit of stronger arm, um, but he's also a rookie, doesn't have that experience, and his only one experience was a big-time struggle. So... But if I'm going to give up a game that we, you know, this would be the game that I would trial that out. This would be a DTR mm -hmm. game where I give them a full week's worth of reps and, and change the dynamic of the game to the, the ball, the, the long ball. So. so the Browns are four and two. We'll just put this up here. The Browns are four and two. Seahawks are four and two. Um, next week you come back home, you got the Arizona Cardinals and then you got the Josh F and Dobbs, <laughs> Josh Dobbs. And then you got the Ravens and then the Steelers back-to-back -back division opponents so in the next four weeks so seattle well you got birds the next three weeks seattle seahawks then you got the arizona cardinals then you got the baltimore ravens then you got the pittsburgh steelers you have to go my opinion two and two and yeah, we like to agreed. segment the season if you can go two and two in these next uh four games that puts you what at six and four that's pretty good going into your last um you know, seven games of the season. There. I think we win three of those. So you think so? Yep. Okay. All right. Yeah, I, Arizona for sure. We need to be Baltimore once. Oh, and then Baltimore. Steelers. Baltimore looks so damn good right now, but the NFL, as we know, it's an any given Sunday league. Yep. If Watson is back and he's healthy and back in form, then, then we'll see what happens. But I don't want to give up on this week either. Yeah. I think the Browns have a very good shot this week. Is it for sure that PJ's in there this week? Yes, he so is starting scratched. 100%. No Watson DTR will be your backup. Um, and, but again, with this defense, with that kicker you have now, anything, anything is possible, especially if you can force turnovers and you can just move the ball on offense. So um, I, I think we're going to see a little bit of Pierre Strong, who we traded for in the offseason, who was your third running back coming into the season might be your main guy this week. Um, and then Kareem hunt, he'll, he's going to give you what he can give you, uh, whether he's banged up or not, but, uh, but we shall see on that. So I don't know. You, you rest them. You rest Watson this week. You rest them versus the Cardinals. You rub it out nicely. And then uh, he's back for the, uh, what, 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 nothing, nothing. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm just reading my uh, getting to know the Seahawks here. So, um you yeah rub it out that's part yeah, of his yeah. game he's so yeah we hope this has a happy ending at the end of it so uh well so let's get to know the seahawks here seahawks give up tw they score 24 points a game which is 11th uh in the nfl they allow 19.7 which is 12th best in the nfl so they're about plus 4.3 on the season 
points per game. Not too terrible here. Uh, yards per game on offense. Uh, they're kind of middle of the pack on offense. Uh, 330 a game, uh, 106 on the ground, 224 through the air. Defense, again, pretty solid. They're really good against the run. 87 yards against the run, but giving up uh, 235 through the air and overall 322, which is 12th best. Kind of, yeah, again, middle of the pack. Some names you're going to want to know this weekend. Uh, Boye Mafe, which is a defensive end. I believe he's from Penn State. Uh, Second-year guy. Does a nice job on the end. Draymond Jones from Cleveland, Ohio, former Ohio State Buckeye, uh, is another guy on their their edge there. Bobby Wagner, one of the best linebackers in uh, football. And then you got a couple really good corners. The number five pick in the draft this year, Devin Witherspoon. You got Reek Wolin, who was a really good cornerback last year, second-year guy. And then Jamal Adams, one of the harder-hitting safeties in the league. Offensively, you got Geno Smith. He, here's a cool st- stat I found on him. Second quarterback to make his first Pro Bowl after their 10th season in the league. The only other guy to do that was Rich Gannon. Um, he is really good on play action uh, because they have a, a pretty decent runner in Kenneth Walker the third out of Michigan State. 450 yards rushing in six games this year. You got DK Metcalf. You got Tyler Lockett. You got our old friend Jackson Smith and Jigba, who's a rookie this year. Scored his first touchdown last week. And then they got another rookie named Jake Bobo. What a name that is. So Jake Bobo, uh, I believe he played at Duke and then transferred to UCLA. But uh, the Seahawks are uh, a good team. They're not a great team. They're not a bad team. But they're a team that can be beat. And they're a team that can beat you. So kind of just like every other NFL team, they're a good team. But... um, they have their flaws as well. So I don't want to think uh, this is a game the Browns can't win, but it's going to take some, it's going to, it's going to take some good, good play, especially on the offensive end to, uh, to win this game. Hopefully the defense can force some turnovers, get them some short fields and, and we'll see what happens. What's the depth chart look like for running back though? Did you, find so out? I think it's going to be Pierre strong. Okay. I like him. I think it will be Kareem hunt. Um, I think they're probably like, Running backs don't really need to practice all that much. You know, they get their rest, they get their reps in, um, and we'll see what happens. But I think he'll be kind of your, you know, third down type back. But Pierre Strong, don't sleep on this guy. He is fast. He can play, um, and he he's going to be a nice nice player. Yeah. Is, is he Nick Chubb? No. Um, but is he that much different than Jerome Ford? I don't think so. I think he's right there in the mix. So, um so yeah, we'll see. So, um, and then I believe they signed someone uh, to the active roster that is maybe on the practice squad. Not your guy, John Kelly, but somebody else. Um, Wilkins, I want to say his name is, but I can't remember offhand. So um, hopefully they don't have to get that far in the depth chart, right. um, but we'll see. So um, this is the time every week where uh, Joe and I will make our uh, weekly picks for the uh, NFL week. There are no bye weeks this week, none. So um, every team is playing 16 games. So uh, we got anything on the running yeah. back? So, so let's just on. hope for the fact we, we are able to use uh, Pierre Strong and, um, and uh, Kareem Hunt. So let's just hope 
those two guys can get it done. You maybe see Elijah Mitchell in the or Elijah Moore, excuse me, in the backfield, and, and we'll go from there. So um, we'll we'll see what happens. All right, Joe, you ready to make your picks for the week? Yeah, yeah. Let's. All do right. That. Oh, Dion Jackson. There we go. Dion Jackson. I believe they or no, it says they waived, waived him. him. Yeah. Hmm. But then look, wait. Wait, they signed him I the don't... active roster from the practice squad on the 21st, and then they waived him? Oh, there it is right there. Jordan Wilkins. Okay. Jordan. Oh, and you know what? I remember Jordan Wilkins because he was supposed to make the team out of training camp, and they played the Chiefs that last game before that last preseason game, and he had two fumbles in that game. But they were both on the quarterback exchange. Mm. So um, I think he's a talented player, but hopefully we don't even need to use him. Right. Let's just say it like that so okay all right you ready to make your picks That's for the week good. all right so let's start with tonight's game tampa bay at buffalo i think i know where you're going with this game but i'm gonna go with the buffalo bills to bounce back after a really rough week baker last week. mayfield <laughs> joe is going with tampa and uh baker mayfield i will be taking the dallas cowboys at home over the la rams si, senor all right, so we're both agreement on that. Minnesota at Green Bay. Minnesota has come to life. So I'm going to go with the Vikings to knock off the Packers. They looked great the other night, so mm -hmm. I'll go with Minnesota as well. It cost me some damn money too. So <laughs> shouldn't be picking them. Uh, Atlanta at Tennessee. This is kind of a surprise for me because I wanted to pick Tennessee, but I think Tennessee is about to have a fire sale here. So I'm going to go with the Atlanta Falcons. I just hate Atlanta traffic, so I'm going Tennessee. Okay. <laughs> and I prefer Pepsi over Coke. So <laughs> uh, New Orleans at Indianapolis. I This was a hard, this was probably the hardest game for me to pick. I went with the Saints reluctantly. Same? Nope. Oh, no. Nope. I'm going with the Colts. You're going with the Colts. Okay. Because Col they did look good against they the Browns did. In, in a lot of dimensions. They too. did. They did. I agree. I agree. So, all right. Joe's got the Colts. I'm on the Saints. New England at Miami. Miami huge. Tua, 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 Tua. <laughs> Miami huge. Miami coming off a loss. It's at home. It's in Miami. New England used to own Miami, but Bill Belichick's oh, yeah. sliding. No Tom Brady. Um, next one. Both New York, New York teams, even though they play in New Jersey. The Jets at the Giants, even though they share the same stadium. I'm going to the Jets. All right, you're going Jets. I am also on the Jets. Um, Jacksonville at the Pittsburgh Squealers. I'm going to Jacksonville. I'm also on Jacksonville. Maybe I need to start picking the Steelers because every game I pick against <laughs> them, they win. Um, Philadelphia at Washington. Give me the Eagles. Eagles all day um poor washington i know i know washington not a bad team but had a really bad loss last yeah. week houston at carolina battle of the number one and number two picks overall i am going with the houston texans texans as well texans as well i love it all right joe this pick was hard for me to make the cleveland browns at seattle seahawks actually i'm picking against the browns for the second time this year i'm gonna go with the seahawks I'm going with the Browns. What what was the line, by the way? It was three and a half. Okay. So not bad. The Seattle's a tough place to play. So if this game was in Cleveland, it would probably be Browns maybe by one. So yeah, Browns all day. Okay. Though. So Joe's going with the Browns. I'm on the Seahawks and I hope 
Joe is right and I am wrong. Kansas City at Denver. F John L. <laughs> Kansas City all day for both of us. I don't even need to know your pick because, yeah, F John Elway is all, all that needs to be said. Baltimore at Arizona. We're going to pick a bird. Josh Dobbs. Jo- Joe has been on the Arizona bandwagon all year. Going with Dobbs. I'm going with the Ravens in this <laughs> game. Because he's intelligent. Yes. And I just like Which Josh is the Dobbs. smarter bird, do you think? The Raven or oh, the, the Raven for sure. So? Oh, okay. yeah. All right. Cardinal's yeah. kind of stupid. It's pretty, but it's stupid. <laughs> it's the state bird of Ohio. What does that say about us? <laughs> uh, <I'm> not saying <laughs> anything. Cincinnati bungles at the San Francisco 49ers. I think the 49ers bounce back and are pissed off. I like the 49ers to win this game. Me too. Same All right. And the Chicago Bears, who Justin Fields is out once again. Um, the backup quarterback was a former Division II star quarterback. Won his first game last week as a backup. His dad, um, do you remember the movie? Um, oh, what was the movie with Sylvester Stallone where they arm wrestled? Uh, over the, over top. the top. Yeah. Yeah. Over the top. Apparently, this guy's dad is one of those main guys in the arm wrestling circuit. With that said, I'm taking the Chargers <laughs> Sunday night. So, um, the Chicago Bears arm wrestling backup or. Chicago's so bad. Yeah, they are bad. Okay. All right. So we're both on the Chargers for that. And then finally, Monday Night Football, you got Vegas at Detroit. I like Detroit to bounce back. Did Detroit win last week? I can't remember. So, no, they got killed by the Ravens last week. They got killed by the Ravens last week. So I like Detroit to bounce back. Detroit over Vegas. Same here. All right. So that those are our our picks. There's mine. I will get Joe's up on social media uh, before the games kick tonight. Cool. So um, Joe, I did a real quick breakdown of NFL mascots. I know we got about 10 minutes here, but uh, here are um, the breakdowns of tiers I came up with, with NFL mascots. So tell me what you think about this. So the alpha predators, you got the lions, you got the Jaguars, you got the Bengals, you got uh, the Panthers, and you got the Bears. Things that fly. So most of the bird teams, you got the Ravens, the Cardinals, the Seahawks, the Eagles, the Falcons, and the Jets. They fly. That's not a bird, but they fly. Most effective on or in water. You got the Buccaneers. You got the Raiders. A couple Pirates there. You got the Vikings. And then you got the Dolphins. You know, why not? America. (laughs) You got the Patriots, of course. You got the Cowboys. The Chiefs, even though some of America stole that land from them. You got the Texans. You got the Commanders. Worst. And then you got a couple uh, pioneers of the Industrial Revolution. The Packers. Meat Packers, whatever you want to call them. And then the Steelers of the steel industry. Uh, The religiously or large type of... uh, Things, if you want to call them the giants doesn't get bigger than a giant the saints more of a religious thing and a titan i mean come on you know numbers and colors you got the 49ers and browns <laughs> even though the browns are named after uh, a person not a color but uh livestock you got the uh the bills you got the uh, broncos you have the rams and you got the colts so livestock or horse animals or uh, farm animals, whatever you want to say. And then finally, a lot of people don't know where the chargers nickname comes. They think it's a credit card. That's wrong. They think it's weather. That's wrong. The power cable, the microphone, <laughs> not die. Apparently the charger nickname comes from 
um, at USC, I believe it was at USC. They used to go just da 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 da, and then Charge. the owner who became the owner liked that and was like, Chargers. That's so that's where the name okay. comes from. Even though they got the lightning bolt and whatnot. So yeah. So um, here's a look at the AFC North coaches for Halloween. What they're going to go for. Uh, so you got John Harbaugh steal signals as uh, head football coach at Michigan. You got uh, Kevin Stefanski, who is a, a bad guy in one of the James Bond movies. You got, <laughs> you got uh, the does, Bengals. Does one Harbaugh pay consequences for all Harbaugh's? Is that what's going yeah, on? Yeah, that's family. Okay, gotcha. it's family. You know, <laughs> stick together through good times and bad. You got, uh, you got the Bengals coach going as the camp counselor uh, director at an Ohio summer camp, and then you got. Uh, you got Mike Tomlin there as a neurologist on the show house. So okay. that is uh, what they're going for is Halloween. We've got Halloween coming up next week. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's that. Any, any good Halloween costumes for you coming up? You dressing up this year? No, we, we do that in July. Okay. Like we get it all of our systems. So now it's just like all you late to the party people now. So I'm not doing anything. So you Halloween in July. Yeah. Huh? I think it's July. I don't know. It's sometime before okay. now. Okay. I respect Might be Labor Day. Respect. I don't, I don't know. That's that's cool. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I have a bunch of like go-to costumes like organized in the basement, like kind of ready to go if I need to. Um do you like going to parties like that? Depends. Like it almost depends the day of, like if I'm feeling it or not. So probably not this year. Yeah. Yeah. Probably the same thing with year. like the uh corn mazes and <laughs> apple picking and <laughs> yeah so we'll see but i i do like now that i have like two little ones that they dress up that is super cute oh, and yeah. you know like seeing like the kids costumes and watching them go trick-or-treating that is kind of fun so respect to them but you know i not not necessarily my thing sometimes though it is a lot of fun so, so. there was a, i was looking at a debate on uh, on twitter this morning about the age at which it is no longer acceptable to go trick-or-treating so mm. give me your opinion on this okay um i would say now um i did see something on social media too that i will share um that you know sometimes we judge based on just like how big the kid is or how old they may look but maybe if they're like special needs or something whatever like so let's take that completely off the table okay, we're just we're talking regular... straight up okay okay so i'm gonna say freshman year in high school you can go that's your final time okay freshman year in high school so tell ryan he's got one more year after this year. <laughs> <laughs> what 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 say you on that you know what? If you're an adult, you want to go nab some candy, go no, for it. No. Like put on your best costume. No. If you came up to my door and you really went to the tens, I'd totally give you some candy. But I guess if you're in a costume, no one's gonna know anyway. So what does it matter? That's right. So okay, I can I can respect that. If, if they go all out. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But if you're just like sophomore, junior, senior, or college, God forbid, or God forbid you're an adult. go to a parties and stuff like that. That's what those are for. I was traumatized in as a, as probably a junior in high school, three of my friends decided to put on white t-shirts, generic Halloween costume. We went around and we got yelled at by mm. one. Don't you boys a little old. Get off of my yard. Get out of my yard. <laughs> traumatized. So never, never been. I can understand since. it from both perspectives, but 
I think it's a kid's thing. I think it's a kid's thing. Um, if you, I will say this, I will give a pass to those sophomores, juniors, and seniors if they go all out. Okay. And then once you're in college, it's a whole different world. And then, because once you, once you pass high school, you're an adult, regardless of if you're in college or not, then you can have parties. You can do those things. Hell, you have your own money to go buy your own candy. That's, That's right. kind of what the reward is for this. So I don't really know where that whole, do you know where that came from? Like the whole tradition of handing out candy? It's got to be some kind of like offering so that something doesn't kill you. I mean, it's <laughs> all Hallows Eve. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's like, hey, I'll give you some of my thing that I don't have a whole lot. Uh, spare my children from being demonized. Okay. That's fair. That's demonized. Fair. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. 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 I like it. All right. Just. <laughs> just be respectful if you're going trick-or-treating and you're old as hell so but, but you if i see you out trick-or-treating i'm gonna kick your ass i, I am gonna do an experiment <laughs> i'm gonna see if i'm accepted i'm gonna dress up yeah and i'm gonna go to a neighborhood that doesn't know me and i'm gonna see what kind of ridicule i'm gonna have deb follow me around with a camera okay. and see if it's accepted or not okay fair i like that good social experiment it'll it'll get me to do it because it's a little comforter yeah. comfort. next year so I'm going to get way ahead of myself, but next year I think um, we should do like a deep dive on one of the things of Halloween, like whether it's like, where did it come from this or that? Maybe like a spooky legend or something. Maybe there's a Youngstown spooky thing. I know you guys do that, the ghost hunts and stuff like that, but maybe we can find a good legend or storyteller totally. bring them on and i think that'd be fun investigate so, it ourselves and yeah. get our own footage that would be amazing. i think that'd be cool so let's uh let's... so so when you one one quick yeah, question please. about halloween still so like when you when you do choose a costume mm -hmm. do you choose the costume to win the contest or you choose the costume no. that you just want to dress up as so you think it's cool no i generally go for comfort Number one, I don't like wearing masks. I don't like wearing paint and stuff like that. Um, one of my favorite costumes I ever did was I went as uh, Elliot from E.T. And I borrowed um, a little kid's bike. I put a little E.T. doll in the front of the bike. I wore the red hoodie, Perfect. had it up. It was like so comfortable, but people loved it. I went as Marty McFly once. That was one of my favorite costumes. I still have that like old stuff in my basement if I ever want to go to it. Just, you know, but those are some of my favorite ones and they're just so simple, mm -hmm. you know, but um, I think you do have to put a little bit of thought into it. Like the generic Halloween costume. Yeah, that's not clever it, enough. Doesn't do it for me. Yeah. So, but I get it as like a awkward teenage kid that you're not. We thought we were hilarious. I went totally. There was an Adam Sandler character <laughs> one year and I'm guilty of this because I think I was in seventh or eighth grade and I didn't have like the motivation to do Halloween this year. And then my friends talked me into it. I went as crazy, <laughs> crazy spoonhead. I think that was one an Adam Sandler SNL character. Yes. And I literally wore a spoon on my nose and there was another piece of the costume that was really simple and it was ridiculous. Did and you talk like Adam Sandler? Like I'm I crazy. Oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. yeah, I probably <laughs> did. Yeah. Yeah. And it was ridiculous. So. That was a good impression. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, look at me. Yeah. I'm crazy. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So we next year, let's just do a whole Halloween show. Okay. Costumes, everything. All right. Rituals, whatever. We'll, we'll get into that. So 
I want to just finish up with anyone that actually tuned in to listen and learn about anything Ohio State or Youngstown State related. So I'm going to real quick give you a five-minute breakdown of the Buckeyes, Badgers, and YSU Penguins this weekend. So let's start with the Ohio State Buckeyes, 7-0, 4-0 in conference. They are the number 34 scoring team in the country on offense, uh, about 33.7 points a game. However, they're only giving up 10 points per game on defense, which is number three in the country. 432 yards for the offense, only allowing 260 yards per game. Uh, the um, Ohio State offense, 305 yards through the air, 127 yards on the ground, while they are only giving up 159 yards through the air and 101 on the ground. Also, Ryan Day, can we back off him a little bit? Yes, he is 52 and six. He is 18 and six versus ranked opponents. He is 35 and two in the Big Ten. He is a great coach. Great coach. Yeah, I get he's lost the last two to Michigan, but maybe they've been cheating in those games. So, you know, might go I'm hand in hand. So, man. Ooh, yeah, a crazy spoon <laughs> hand on the Michigan sidelines stealing all the signs. So, let's go to get to know Wisconsin. This is a very tough place to play. Uh, very tough place, especially at night. Camp Randall Stadium in Madison, Wisconsin. Um, when that place is rocking, it um what are those earthquake things called like seismographs Seismograph, yeah, yeah. Seismograph. they can they can pick up seismographs like an earthquake when that stadium is rocking because it gets so loud but wisconsin five and two on the year three and one in the big 10 you know looking at their schedule nothing too impressive did have a nice comeback win over illinois last week um but again nothing too impressive but their head coach, very familiar to anyone in Ohio, Luke Fickle, former Ohio State coach. He replaced Jim Trestle after that weird 2010-2011 season and uh, former player, one of the better players in Ohio State history. Um, but let's take a look real quick at their resume. Their offense is the number 64 overall in the country. Nothing too special, kind of just middle of the pack. Um, their defense, decent, above average, but not anything spectacular, not anything like Penn State last weekend. Um, kind of a, I would say, a top 25-type defense, but nothing spectacular. They are good, not great. Offense, they're on their backup quarterback right now, so they might struggle a bit, so we will see there. Here's a look real quick at the Big Ten slate. Ohio State at Wisconsin, Indiana at Penn State. And then you can see the other games, but the, uh, the Big Ten has four teams on bye this week. I wonder what Michigan's doing on their bye this week. That should be interesting. We'll see. And then um, one more tier I did for the Big Ten. So you have your elite teams, Michigan and Ohio State, 1A, 1B, whatever you want to rank them. Excellent, but the clear number three, Penn State. Good at some things, bad at a lot of things. Iowa, Wisconsin, Maryland, Rutgers. Struggling, Illinois, Purdue. Minnesota and uh, Nebraska, and then real dark times for uh, Northwestern, Michigan State, and Indiana. Um, finally, we already talked about uh, we already talked about the cheating scandal. So, real quick, YSU they are four and three. They've been up and down and up and down and up and down this year, but they are four and three. They are ranked in the top twenty-five. They have a very very good chance to make the playoffs if they can win three of their last four games. And 
they will definitely be in the playoffs if they can win their last four games. So we will see what YSU does. They do play Missouri State. I'm not going to give you the full scouting report, but they're bad against the good teams, good against the bad teams. YSU is a good team. Um, last week, Missouri State struggled against Murray State. Um, statistically, they have the best passing offense in the Missouri Valley Conference, um, but kind of a bad defense. So YSU should put up some points. However, YSU's uh, secondary needs to step up to the plate. Uh, they have their backup quarterback in uh, for Missouri State. They are three and four on the season. And uh, we'll see what happens this year. So YSU, if they can force some turnovers, I think gets the win. And then uh, two things real quick to close out. Um, the Cleveland Cavaliers opened up the season last night. Here's a look at their roster. Again, I'll put that out on social media for you guys to see. But Max Struess, big signing in this offseason, had like 27 points and seven threes uh, last night for the Cavs. That was the most by any player in his debut for a new team. Unbelievable uh, night for Max Struess last night. And they needed all of it because they uh, they won the game 114-113 at the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, but uh, Niang, they re-signed Karis LeVert, Ty Jerome, and Damian Jones as a backup center. Uh, and then finally, the World Series is set. It will start Friday night. Texas, uh, the Rangers, and Arizona. This is kind of cool because both of these teams two years ago lost over 100 games. Now they're facing off to see who is the best team in baseball. Joe, final thought. What did you think about Bernie and Taylor Swift this oh, weekend? Oh my goodness! And I zoomed in. If you notice, oh. I love I love my my our guy Bernie, but maybe that's why he's too busy to get back to us on and come on the show because uh, he's hanging out with Taylor Swift and maybe I'm just too low level. Seven tiers down in that uh, <laughs> in that picture right there. I will be happy to be seven tiers down from Taylor Swift, but uh, also in that picture. By the way, I met. John Macaro, my mom and I met John Macaro at an event this past year, and he also did the weird tongue thing. So I had to throw that in there. I don't know what that's about. So we'll we'll let that no go. comment. Uh, next Tuesday there will not be a live show. However, I did record one with Matt, Doug, and Laura. We do a happy Halloween show every year. This one is horror sequels that don't suck. There's a lot of really good ones. Um, so that will be Tuesday's show, which is Halloween. So hopefully you can join us for that. So that's all I got. Joe, happy uh, early Halloween. And uh, I hope your experiment of trick-or-treating goes well. And oh, we'll I'm see. happy tongue man. <laughs> I'm weird tongue guy <laughs> hanging out with Taylor Swift. So, um, But good luck to the Browns. The Buckeyes, the Penguins this weekend, and all of our other local teams who are kicking off in the high school playoffs this weekend. So for Joe, I'm Justin. Everybody have a great weekend, and we will see you next week. Thank you for listening to this show on Youngstown Studio. This is original Youngstown content. Feel free to share our videos and tell your friends about us. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Facebook. Thank you for your support.